Welcome to the Insurance Age podcast. I'm Lawrence Eastham, Commissioning Editor of an Insurance Age, and I'm joined here by Sean Barton, the editor. Sean, could you walk us through the top stories for the last two weeks? Yep, so top stories for the fortnight commencing 26th of August 2019. Number one, Swinton closures don't tell full story, says Donaldson. Number two, FCA warns of close brothers clone. Number three, Finch buys bridal insurance in biggest deal yet. Number four, GRP exploring sale and reinvestment options. And finally, in at number five, Fujitsu sets sights on disrupting insurance. Now, I know we've already talked quite a lot about Swinton, quite a lot about clones and a huge amount about consolidation. So um, what I'd like to um, kick the discussion off with is um, your interview with Fujitsu Lawrence. Um, What was the story about? Mm. So I talked to uh, Manan Segar, who is a chief technology officer at Fujitsu, and it was just a general chat about how um, he sees the role of Fujitsu in insurance. He's only been in the role since January, but he has a long history of working in the broking space. So we covered, you know, the various themes that these technology providers are always keen to chat about, which is data, the distribution model. Mm -hmm. But um, he was more focused on, well, additionally focused on changing the mindset of consumers in personal lines. Okay, what what does that actually mean? mm, So he talked about how with banking products, you're constantly interacting, at least on a monthly basis, with that product. But in insurance, it's bought with the hope that it's never used by most customers. So his idea was using technologies to increase the interactivity of customers, Mm -hmm. so such as tracking devices, such as fitness trackers for health and life insurance, but other sorts of trackers that mean that that data is being fed back into your product on a regular basis, and the customer is having to interact with that product on a more regular basis yeah, too. and he believes there's applications across GI for that as well. Yes, definitely. Now, um, I know we've we've talked quite a lot about how tech can disrupt. Um, is Fujitsu looking to come into the sector in, and disrupt it in a combative way, or mm. does it want to be more of a partner? I would say from the chat it came across as more collaborative. So Manan emphasised that software houses and Fujitsu itself should be the fourth player in the insurance distribution model, you know, joining the classic uh, client, broker and insurer. He wasn't looking to kind of supplant any of those existing links in the chain. Um, He sees brokers as more over time evolving their advice and risk management capacities to account for that. Um, So it was much more of a a collaborative focus than a disruptive one. Yeah, so more of a positive tech story than we'd sometimes write. Yes, definitely. Good stuff. So um, shall we move on to um, the next topic? Sure. Could you talk us through uh, that story on GRP, exploring sale and reinvestment options? Yes, this was um, a story that blew up last week. Now, um, I should clarify, there's been no official comment on this from GRP, but it's thought they're likely to appoint Evercore as part of some kind of um, potential sale or reinvestment process. Now, um, they've been backed by um, private equity, Penta, for quite a long time now. And actually, it's the um, most long-term insurance investment that Penta has made. I think it's um, I think it's twice as long as its um, two previous insurance, well, general insurance assets that it's been, um, been working with GRP. So the timing would be right for Penta to possibly want to exit that relationship. And how will GRP's leadership be possibly affected by a reinvestment deal? Well, there is some, there is speculation and it has been suggested that um, 
the founders, including Peter Cullum and David Margaret, might see their stake diluted. And there have been whispers that if the right investor comes along, they they potentially may exit. At the moment, we don't know. Um, I think what also seems likely is that um, Mike Bruce would be um, would be first in line to to lead any business that mm. is um, receives that new investment. I know the story generated a lot of clicks on our website, but do you think it came as a surprise to the industry? Uh, not really. As ever, anything to do with GRP does generate a lot of engagement, but um, I don't think anyone would be really shocked by it because there have been a lot of rumours and a lot of rumblings that the business might perhaps be for sale. I mean, we've had people calling us up and saying, oh, have you heard GRP's for sale? Um, it's been quite a hard one to pin down, um, but it definitely looks like things are changing at the moment. Um, what I would say is there have been quite a few big names in the frame to um, to buy, potentially buy or invest in GRP. On the broker side, Aon, Gallagher and Willis Towers Watson, they've, they've all been suggested by experts. But I would put my money on the next investor in GRP to be um, a private equity provider. There's, there's a huge appetite for breaking in the private equity space at the moment. We've seen Carlisle Group investing in PIB again, and um, also Aston Lark has just completed investment from Goldman Sachs for about £320 million. Pound and, pounds, sorry. and um, there's, there's numerous other deals. We're constantly writing about it, and um, that's where I suspect the real interest will come. Mm. Well, it's certainly a story that we'll follow, and it'll be interesting to see who jumps in to, to provide that reinvestment in GRP. Yeah, it's definitely one we're going to be keeping a close eye on. Yeah. Well, thank you for your insight on that story, Sean. Um, we'll see what happens in the future. I'm sure it'll be a fascinating development when it does occur. Um, so thank you for listening to the Insurance Age podcast uh, this week, and we'll be back soon with more discussion of top stories on our site. Thank you.